Hey everybody, welcome to the a and After Show. Um, we took a, a week off last week just due to life, but we're back. Um, and you recover should... from the premiere season. <laughs> yeah, consider consider recovering from the premiere season. But we're, we're back. Um, we'll be consistently here uh, going forward, except for, you know, a couple other... I'm already thinking like, well, except for when we're at cons and when I'm in Japan and when da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But <laughs> well, we'll mostly be here. Um, so thanks for joining us again. Uh, we've got a packed podcast for you. I took extensive notes this time so that I didn't forget anything. Uh, we're going to be talking about both the Oscars and the Crunchyroll Anime Award nominees. You know, who got picked, who got snubbed, you know, who are we rooting for, that kind of thing. Uh, disclaimer right off the top, I am a judge for the Anime Awards, so I cannot tell you specifically what I voted for or which particular nominees I already did. Um, so I was just I gonna ask, who did you vote for? I cannot like, tell you, it breaks oh. the rules. I can tell you afterwards, but you're gonna have to wait till March. So we're gonna be talking about those. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, Mario Kata's new film, Amaburoshi, when we get there. Um, spoiler alert, I guess, for Mabaroshi. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch that yet, it's on Netflix, it's about two hours and it's a weird, wild, awesome film. So we're mm. gonna kind of be digging into that. Uh, we're gonna talk about the latest episode of Solo Leveling and a new recurring segment that we plan to do is Dungeon Food. So we're watching Delicious in Dungeon. Uh, we won't be recapping the episodes, but we will be showing the featured meals from each episode and giving it a yay or nay on whether we would eat it or not. This is uh, high quality anime journalism here. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I mean it, food is everything. So we got everything. Food. So far, they haven't had any fish heads, James. So, so I'm just waiting. I, I, at this point, I know it's going to happen. And it's, it's, it, I, uh, since, I can live. I'll live. I'll be okay. Hold on. Is it like a delicacy? Is that why it'll come up? Or why would that come up? Uh, I just know that James is scared of fish heads and some places do eat them. So I just, yeah, it's, you I know, Japanese it. plus foodie culture. Like it's going to happen. I was at like a, um, one of those natural markets. It wasn't Trader Joe's, but it was something similar very, very mm -hmm. recently and walked past their deli and they had a full fish head just like on display there. And I immediately thought of James. I was like, James I would mean, hate that. I'm Chinese, so we grew up with those like in our market, but like straight up, I've never actually ate one. Yeah. And I've I eaten chicken either. feet, I've eaten intestines, I've eaten tendons, like, you know, because that's like in our meals. You yeah. Know? Um, I was going to say that all three of us, I think, are actually pretty adventurous eaters or yeah. like. <laughs> I'm and never eating So I, I'll actually be surprised if we don't give a thumbs up to everything. That's the only like yeah. thing that might happen is that we may be down to eat. All why not? Right. So, yeah. Um, I want octopus. I don't know why. Y'all got me. I, like, I quit eating octopus because they're smart and it made me feel I know. Bad. Me too. I, I'm the same <laughs> way where my wife kept telling me how they're as smart as cats. And then it's like, well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have individual personalities and stuff too. So I was like, okay, I can't. I mean, I think they're delicious. but They're so good. They're, they're Did really you guys good. see the, um like, there was some viral video where they were about to put a squid in a hot pot and then the squid like inked everybody and it was like really bad. I, um, I have not like, seen that, but not surprised. Yeah, because like this, you know, restaurants are always touting that they have like the freshest. So the poor thing wasn't even like, you know, yeah. stomped on the head or. Yeah, and I just want to say to Nicholas Dupree, IMO eating a smart animal is a sign of dominance. Oh my God. 
I mean, sometimes yes, that is that is true. Yeah, um, but the animal has to deserve it, and you know, squids yeah. and octopi are usually just chilling, like they're fine. Yeah, they're usually just chilling. They barely have any bones. They can fit into tiny spaces, steal your car. I don't know. So I have never seen a hostile octopus video. I'm sure they're they're out there. I have seen one where it appeared to attack a diver and attempt to rip their mask off. No with way. the suction cups. Yeah. Send that to me later. Okay. Because <laughs> like, I, I always see them and they're like, blub, blub. I'm happy. Yeah, I think they're usually pretty chill. You know, some of them are uh, poisonous. So you got to watch out for like, oh uh, like the few poisonous octopi there are. But anyway, uh, let's let's get right into the so anime. So much to talk about. I, just I actually no. love octopi. Yes. Like they're like one of my favorite animals. So I could definitely just like geek out here and talk about them for a long time. So I'm like, <laughs> I need to stop. Or next you're going to know like what my favorite octopus is. I'm going to be talking about the vampire squid in the and all these other sorts of things. You don't, yeah. Oh my gosh. Now I need to pick Lindsay's brain about all this stuff. But yes, please move on or we will never leave this combo. All right. So first we're going to, let's talk about the Oscars because that one actually came out first. Um, surprising probably no one. Um, Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli's uh, The Boy and the Heron is nominated for Best Animated Picture. Uh, James yeah. has been about not gloating at me specifically. I'm just, I'm, uh, you know. I mean... I get the benefit of being on the right side. This is his last so. one. I feel like it's almost like would be so sad if it didn't. Yeah, you know well, I mean? mean, they also just came out and said, actually, it's not Miyazaki's last one. Now he's working with something else already. Are you kidding but we, me? But no. again, we're at the point where, oh. mathematically speaking, the odds are not terrible that he will, you know. Not finish it. I mean, he, that man's going to die. Let's be honest. Like, that's what's going to happen. I right? mean, it's, he will... everyone was thinking that no one was going to say it, but leave right. it to James to say it. Okay. Yeah. I think anyway. he said that, to be honest. I, I want to say that he... Did he? I, I want to say that I read some comment of his or something. He's like, I can't imagine retiring. I would rather just work till I die. And it's like, yeah, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. that fits. That fits. So it's it's nominated for Best Picture. Um, Godzilla Minus One. Real excited that one's nominated for Best Visual Effects. And oh, that's yeah. really cute video on Twitter where you can see the visual effects team reacting to finding out that they got the nomination and them just like oh, cheering and yeah. they've got like noise poppers and streamers going and they're oh just elated. It's yeah, it's pure joy. I just want to, to watch. cry. That's I mean so and look, I, I saw Barbie finally. I saw oh. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Um I, I can't think of any other like effects heavy films that I would have missed out on this year. And mm -hmm. I still think that the sequence in Godzilla minus one where they're being chased by Goji in the ocean, like that first major encounter. Yes, and he has a little beautiful like, nose. Yeah, well, and like there are there okay. are shots where he straight up looks like a like a model. Yeah, like, looks like he looks real. And oh, I, I thought I you meant like most, a fashion model. Like, well, I mean, always right. Goji's got that cake, so <laughs> yeah. it's kind of funny. Um, but no, like he looked like there were a couple of shots where I thought, oh, did they use like a practical model for this? Because that just looks like it's real, and I could touch it. Yeah. So the fact that um, you know, they pulled that off with such a small crew and such a small budget, yeah, I think they totally deserve that award. Yeah, I um, I'm, I'm rooting for movie. them in that one. I, I do want to hear what you guys think about uh, the boy and the heron's chances of of winning best animated picture in this case. Notably, uh, Disney's Wish was not nominated. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but but instead, um, it's competing against El uh, Pixar's Elemental. Uh, Nimona, which I'm not sure the studio behind that one, but 
that one famously Disney passed on and then Netflix like picked it up. Well, um, it got canceled like like it was like almost done and then it got canceled. Yeah. I want to say it was Blue a, Sky. It was like right before Blue Sky got bought up or something. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a very queer film, so a lot of people thought that was behind like Disney choosing to cancel it, but it got it got picked up and now it's nominated. Um and also Robot Dreams which I haven't heard of. I don't mm -mm. I'm not familiar with that I one don't at know all. Any of these? What was Namona? This <laughs> one on Netflix about the little dragon girl. Yeah, she I can like transform. Yeah, there's a YouTuber that I used to follow quite a lot. It actually does one of the voices in it. Um, I looked Eugene, up Nimona Eugene Liang. It's the yeah. tall girl from Pokemon, so I must have spelled that wrong. Oh, N-I. Yeah. Oh, this looks right up my alley, so I definitely should probably see this at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The main yeah. character is, like, real feisty, and she's, like, a shapeshifter. Yeah, so she, she looks great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. I mean... Uh, I thought Elemental was really, really cute. And I was kind of sad because um, it didn't get like as much of a turnout that the Pixar movies do, you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really great because like, I know that it wasn't like, um, you know, they had like the different elements and like they all had their like cultural divides, but obviously like I felt very aligned with like the fire, yeah. people, you know, and it reminded me a lot of home. And I was just like, I thought it was so precious, you know? Um, but it did, it just, I don't know. I didn't think it was yeah, very I popular. Didn't, yeah, I didn't think it got as much, um, like, uh, word of mouth sort of discussion yeah. or anything like that when it yeah. came out. And then the last one that it's competing against is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which of course oh, is a very- that was so good. A really That's good film. That's good. But, but it's a, it's a mid-cool. And like those yeah. tend not to no, do they're, well they're gonna Oscars. They're going to save it for the third one. They'll wait till like, I think- Oh, yeah, because it's, it didn't have a final. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. There's a no next spoilers one. or anything, yeah. Yeah. So, Sorry. I don't know. I'm feeling like The Boy and the Heron's odds are actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. uh, especially yeah, since probably. it's not directly competing against Disney. I don't know if they'll still give it to Pixar because it's also an industry. Well, I mean, Elemental Elemental really didn't get very good critical reception either. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Um, so, I, I really, I I actually kind of feel like The Boy and the Heron's a shoe in I would be shocked yeah. if it didn't win, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's already gotten the Golden Globe too, which is some people, if you do award tracking, some people like do the math on that. And if it pulls this and it, its odds go up this much and it's already gotten best animation from the Golden Globe. So I guess we'll have to see. This is do the thing with that movie. Mm. It's gorgeous. And okay, this is a hot take here. I think people gave it, well, James loved it. But I feel like Lindsay and I were the only ones who were critical of that movie. Like every time I watched it or watched a review on TikTok, wherever, everybody was like, this is the best. This is amazing. And I was like, really? Like, were we watching the same movie? Um, yeah, I came away from that um, wondering if, <laughs> like, questioning I myself. I was like, am I do I just not get it? Like, is this, is this actually a me problem? Um, what, you know? What's going on here? I don't think so, Lindsay, though, because, like, whenever I talk to people behind closed doors, like, I talk to you, mm -hmm. and um, I talked, I was, like, just about to say their name, and then I was, like, maybe they don't want to be <laughs> outed yeah. about it, but um, they were, like, it was mid, you know, and they yeah. were, like, and I was trying so hard to, like, 
see what everybody was like praising, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Visually, it was incredible. Like it was really, really cool. And I love the world and the lore and everything, you know, but it was just like, you know, it's just, I thought it was all over the place. And mm -hmm. we said very rushed at the end. I mean, we've all given our critiques on it. Yeah. So we have, we have an earlier time. podcast episode. If you want to get like the full versions of yes. our opinions on the boy and the hair. I hear James say that Howl's Moving Castle is like the most overrated Ghibli okay. film of all time literally still makes my heart hurt. It's it's not it's not a great movie, unfortunately. It's, <laughs> oh it's one it's one half of a great movie and one half of probably mm. one of Miyazaki's worst movies. But it's okay. Yeah, I know, right? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, sorry. The last on. half of that movie was so frustrating to watch when I mm. rewatched it for like the third or fourth time uh last year. I was like, oh no, like this movie really falls off a cliff, like almost exactly. Oh my gosh, it. I love that movie so. Yeah. I'm like shocked. I I'll, I'll rewatch it and then come back. Next Keep in week. mind that Miyazaki's worst half of a movie is still significantly better than what most filmmakers ever produce in their yeah. careers. Yeah. But I want to make it clear: from... I ain't saying Howl's is bad. I'm just saying that compared to everything else he's done, except for maybe Ponyo. Oh, Ponyo. I think yeah. we can all agree Sorry, Ponyo. on Ponyo, right? Yeah. Ponyo's yeah. like, Ponyo is great if you're seven. Um, and okay. under, and that's like it. Yeah. And then if, or if you have a seven-year-old that you can enjoy the film with. Do yeah. you think Miyazaki will bother to show up to the ceremony, or do you think Suzuki will just come and accept the award? God, no. <laughs> that's a good question. I don't he, didn't, he didn't show up last time because he was protesting America's uh, involvement in the Iraq war. He's like, I'm not coming to your award show. So really? he didn't yeah. show up. Yeah, when he, he he didn't accept the Spirited Away Oscar, right? Like he wasn't, or was it the Lifetime? No, there's I think one it, of them where yeah, there was one yeah, of one of them. He he didn't he didn't accept it in person out of protest. So Dude, I don't know. How does a man's mind work? Like it's just like that is like the highest cinematic honor of all time. I mean, I don't you know be you. That is who he is, and that and he's honoring his truth. But it's just like, dang. I mean, we yeah. talked about that. Like, he doesn't care about any of that, right? Like, he no. doesn't yeah. care about being liked. He doesn't care about being popular. No, he doesn't he care just, about anything. He just wants to secure enough investment funds to, to make another movie. His weird yeah. little like, creations. Yeah. Um, moving on. Oh, yeah. also, what did you all think? Everyone's talking about the a Barbie, about Margot. Yeah. Not, um, so, I mean, just to spend, like, a little bit on time on Barbie, like, one of yeah. the big conversations happening right now is that neither Margot Robbie or Greta, Ger Greta Gerwig was not nominated. She did not receive a nomination for Best Director. She is nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, along with uh, the co-writer on Barbie. And then Margot Robbie is not nominated for Best Actress, although... Uh, America Ferreira did get Best Supporting Actress, and then Ryan Gosling's song "I'm Just Ken" got is nominated for Best Song. So a lot of wow. people are kind of up in a tizzy about that. I can understand that, like they're basically because of the optics of like, oh, okay, so the major because Margot Robbie also was a producer for the film, so it's like the the women behind making this huge cinematic uh, event happen are not nominated but you yeah. did hand one out to the guy in the movie but i also don't want and i feel like this is being glossed over like america ferrera's nomination is a big deal too like she it had a very huge. important role yeah. she delivered one of the most uh, memorable monologues in that film um and she's also like a, a first generation uh, latina actress so i mean 
I feel like that's still very important, but I yeah. can see how. To be honest, I thought she was the main character of the movie. Like, I know that Margot, like, I, it's like, I feel like she should have, she could have potentially won Best Actress for that. I know that, like, technically Barbie is the main, but, like, when I left that theater, and I thought Margot did great, but, like, yeah. America, like, her, she nailed it. Well, I yeah, she was the one I identified her. with as, like, yeah. the mother of the preteen and yeah. the one, like, vocalizing the inequalities yeah. in the film. And also people are pointing out, sorry, I forgot, Billie Eilish's song, What Was I Made For, is also nominated for Best Aww. Song. So it's not just, I'm just Ken. Although I do love that song. I so do I love that song. That it's better a good win. song. Yeah. Now, James, I have, seen, I have seen people say that, um, and I haven't seen enough of the other noms to be able to speak to this, but I have Me seen either, a few yeah. of the, the critics that I follow say that it the optics do suck as far as Margot not getting the um, the actress nom. But there have been so many um, incredible female lead performances this year. Yeah, um, I know that like May De uh, did, did May December get a nomination? I thought it did not. I don't think so. Didn't? That one also okay. kind of got shut out. But um, Lily Gladstone got so a nomination good. for she's Felicity so Flower good in that movie. Yes, and yeah. it's like if she doesn't win. I'll be pissed. Yeah, me too. And I, I almost feel like it could be a situation where like if Margot Robbie was nominated, it would be. I feel like Lily Gladstone is the shoe-in. Like, again, yeah. like that, she carries that film. Yeah. Like she is uh, that movie. Amazing. Like, the movie doesn't work yeah. without her. Yeah. Um, and someone did also point out, Jan in the in the um, chat did point out, that technically best pick goes to the producer. Okay, so, so which would be Mar Margot Robbie in this case. Yeah. So. Um, okay, well, so, yeah. 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 Um, I think maybe Barbie was I great, by the way. A lot of fun. I really loved it. Barbie's fun. I haven't seen any of the other movies though, too. I've only seen Killers of the Flower Moon. So that's why I was like, I don't know. I was just, I knew everybody was like, oh, dang. And then the director, not either. And it was just such a pivotal movie this year, you know? But yeah. Anyway. I, I want to see um, one of the ones that's nominated that I haven't seen yet that I still need to is Four the Paul Giam uh, Yes. And uh, oh, the, the holdovers. I was surprised that there were so many nominations. The, the holdovers. It's got Paul Giamatti in it. Oh, it's like you a, know what? It's like a throwback I, I remember that. A comedy drama. Yeah, Over Christmas, yeah. right? It was out. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was kind of a it. holiday release, yeah. All right, so moving on from the Oscars, uh, let's talk about the Crunchyroll Anime, Anime Awards. So like I said off the top, um, judge for, I'm a judge for this, so won't be talking about the process or anything like behind the curtain sort of things. We're just talking about what the nominees are and our opinions on those nominations because just there's quite a lot of judges. If you go over to uh, the Crunchyroll Awards website, you can actually see bios for all the judges. So even as just an individual judge, like my picks may not have ended up the majority among the judging pool either. So I guess that's me preemptively saying that doesn't mean I necessarily agree with uh, with these nominations just because I was I was participating uh, on that side of things. So the first thing, and th I feel like this comes up every year with the Crunchyroll Awards is that there isn't enough variety of nominees. Um, Jackie, James, how do you feel about the overall variety of, of Well, of first, uh, first thing, I, yeah, first thing I want to ask, because I need to, I always forget, mm -hmm. uh, what's the cutoff uh, for the nominations again? Is it the, 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 the fall season shows don't get Right. So um, anything that that premiered after September 2023 was not eligible for nominations for this year. So that's why you see Chainsaw Man yes. for the 2024 awards, because it wasn't eligible but, uh, last year. 
a conspicuous absence of Scott Pilgrim. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because um, that may have come out right after or right near the cutoff. I was in like October. So the, yeah, October. Scott Pilgrim's not eligible. Neither is Pluto. So like people are looking, they're like, where's Pluto? You know, it wasn't eligible. It came out after the cutoff. So Pluto and both Scott Pilgrim would be up for next year. But I mean, that's kind of a discussion in and of itself, like that particular yeah. choice. I understand why it's there. But it does mean those shows kind of feel like old hat by the time that we're talking about them again next year. Yeah. Right. So um, as far as the variety goes, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, all award ceremonies, the Oscars included, are fundamentally popularity contests. That's what they are. Right. Mm -hmm. um, the big the biggest differences are going to be the. And when I say popularity, I don't mean to say that like it has nothing to do with merit, but it's it's ultimately a matter of like the shows that speak to the most people that have the most, you know, um, kind of uh, impact. And I think with the Crunchyroll Awards, um, so many of the shows that get the most visibility, that get the most coverage um, are going to be kind of from a, a smaller kind of pool. Right. Mm -hmm. Um that being said, I do think, um, I think for me, uh, I would have less issue with maybe the lack of variety if there wasn't like some weird nebulous overlap in some of the categories. Like yeah. for me, the biggest mm -hmm. one is the fact that um, I think is Demon Slayer both a nom for best fantasy and best action? Yes. Um, and it's like, I feel like why have those separate categories if it's just going to be the same most shows. of the same shows? Yeah. You know? um, like, and again, I get that. I don't know that that to me is where it gets a little like if you're going to do genre categories, which I generally I say, you know, maybe comedy drama, maybe. But I, I feel like when you start to get too weird with genre, especially with anime, where like every show is in like five different genres sometimes. Yeah. You know, you like it's an action romance. show with magic in it. So is it both yeah. action and fantasy? Yeah. Or yeah. if it's like a science, if it's like a science fiction show, but then they also have magic powers. Well, what was that? Right. Yeah. Right. It's like. Um, so, um, I think if the categories are maybe a little more, more diverse in and of themselves, and you had more shows that could kind of work their way into those categories and that could be a solution, but yeah. Yeah. Um, why isn't Akiba made more nominated for anime of the year? Major issue with that. Right. Uh, I know it's under yeah. best original anime, but I'm yeah. just like, so to kind of go off of what James is saying, like they are going to pick the popular titles right so anime of the year right now is um bochi which is a little bit like for lack of a better word indie but like chainsaw man demon slayer jujutsu kaisen and vinland saga are pretty like big name shonens, you know yeah and oshinoko i'm happy to see oshinoko in there because that's like high dive and like i think everybody was like very worried about how oshi was gonna do but then like it was just so popular you could not hide it you know what i mean yeah yeah. Um, so I am happy to see like uh, Oshi and, and Bochi on there, but it's like Demon Slayer sucked this year. I'm sorry. Like someone has to. <laughs> it, say it wasn't good. It, yeah, I would say like, like, it, it was, was a bad season. Like it wasn't. It wasn't me being grumpy, James bad. Like it was not a good season. It was. I mean, boring. how is Akiba made more not there over? De I'm sorry. Like I just for me like that should be no questions asked and the Jujutsu first Kaisen, episode of made war was better than the entire third season of seriously not a joke it. like and i like demon slayer that was not a fun season to watch at all like maybe it's just because i really did not like that baby-handed villain thing with that's where i immediately noped out 
Seriously. Like, like unless I have to watch this, I'm not watching this yeah. stupid baby hand vase. Yeah. 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 Give and me then, the spider people again. I liked the spiders. Honestly, mobile suit Gundam, the witch from Mercury. Like, uh, what is this best original anime category? Like, we're too scared to put this for anime of the year, so we're making it like. I also like, feel like Witch from Mercury is not represented as much as it should be. Oh my gosh, that's one of the best anime yeah. we've seen. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, you can have some like there. There is some plot, you know, grievances or whatever, as far as like loose ends, and maybe there are some episodes where the animation didn't hold up as well as others. Okay, which is like every that's anime. Oh, so critical. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. like, that's if you're like having to find. Like that was a very, very fun show. Yeah. To watch, it had Mac. It had characters that were adorable and lovable. It was a social commentary. It like had incredible action scenes. It was incredibly emotionally moving. I do think Akiba made wars better than it, but like it's still like, I mean, I, I'm I don't know what this original anime category is. It's almost like they're trying to pay homage to titles that they're like, yeah, this probably this isn't mainstream, but like we should mention it. And like as I guess that's like, like, I, I need to I shout like, out, by oh. the way. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I, as far I, as what the category means, it it means it's not adapted from anything else. So there's no okay. manga or novel. Or oh, so like it's that. just like like mm -hmm. Cowboy Bebop. Oh, so like well, Billy Shakespeare is just rolling in his grave because of the Tempest. <laughs> yeah, because of the Tempest. Okay. Yeah. What did you want to say, James? Before. Well, that? also, I mean, maybe this is because of like like you said the just the gap of time that can pass. But where's yeah. all the Trigun love, man? I yeah, I think that like that show was great. Like yeah, that, like that, I think a. Um, Studio Orange's masterpiece as far as animation is concerned, like just truly next level stuff, but also yeah. just like a great show. Like, I don't think it had a single bad episode. I think it had a lot of really awesome ones. Yeah. And I, I get that it's also like, oh, well, it's only like the first half of the story, but I mean, Demon but it Slayer had a was, conclusion. I mean, it had a big yeah. like battle at the end. I mean, there was a sense yes. of resolution even if they didn't move on to whatever was next it, got it didn't me... feature the main characters farting around in a stupid village for an entire month accomplishing nothing yeah i'm sorry but demon slayer was so bad that, yeah. uh, like that that's hard to see up there and uh there was a like jujutsu kaisen season two was like strong but would i say it was the best of the year like no i, I wouldn't well yeah, and now no. there's a question too if we're all so is it when it comes to the cutoff right and I guess you, I, you can't. I don't know if you can really answer this this question like super, liter, uh, descriptively. But is like the fact that most of JJK season two aired after that cutoff. So like, are they? Is it only considering the flashback arc of JJK season two, or because it premiered that early, is the whole show oh, up for grabs? I see what you mean. I see what you mean. You know what? I'm not actually sure, and that's a good point. About I guess the best way to find out is to see if it's nominated again next year. Okay. Because if it's nominated again next year, that would mean they're only considering the the episodes within the time span, as opposed to any of the episodes that that came post that. Um, but I'm not I'm not actually clear on that point. Um, I'm also looking at uh, I feel like best original anime, and then the specific non action categories are where we see the most variety at. So. Like, we got Birdie Wing, Akiba Made War, Buddy Daddies, which I was surprised to see there. I was like... So happy to see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so happy I'm to sure see rocked. that. A Do It Yourself, which was also a really great show. Um, was that last 
Oh man, <laughs> that feels. Was that last year? Or was that uh, fall of twenty two? It may have been fall of twenty two. That's just based okay. on like me not googling it immediately. But okay. yeah, and then um, but the weird one in here is the marginal service. Who who nominated that? No one fucking watched I didn't that. Even, that show. Yeah, I was gonna say show. I don't even know what that was, dude. It that show's not even real. That's a fake show. It's a made up show. It has a three point two rating on Crunchyroll. And the Kingdom of Ruin had like a four point five. So if you are, yeah, and the Kingdom of Ruin is like terrible. Right? Did they just not have a show to terrible. fill the slot, and they're like, oh, whatever. It's not based. I mean, my understanding that is that if it got a slot, a it was nominated by judges. That's my understanding. I don't think there's like they don't get enough nominees, and then it like, has a three point two. The I and asked some friends. No to, other anime that aren't adapted from a light novel, or a and they uh, they looked up uh, looked up like it's Mal because you know you know it's my anime list rating like how how many people are subscribed to it and it's tiny tiny tiny. I don't. I'm so confused by that. Yeah, so I found I found that one particularly um, kind of confusing as well. Uh, let me hmm. get down, but yeah, I was saying romance, um, comedy, and a slice of life is kind of where you see something outside of the shonen temples which uh just for reference to everyone listening i added these up and we've got um demon slayers nominated for 10 awards this is not including uh, foreign dubs this is only like up to like uh, the japanese voice actor nominations jjk season 2 has 15 oshinoko is 11 chainsaw man is 16 vinland saga 6 bochi is 12 Spy Family has six. Hell's Paradise has six. And I thought that was supposed to be pretty mid across the board. Uh, Attack on Titan has 11. And that's only considering, uh, as far as I know, the first half of... The second to last episode. The second to last episode of the series. Because that one aired before the cutoff. And the next one wasn't until, uh, uh, like, November. Right, James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, so that's just like the now, granted, that second to last episode was sick, but yeah, yeah. But um, I also I, I agree with Nick that I don't really know why slice of life is its own category. Mm. Um, Where would you put it also, instead? Because I feel like drama is the okay. I mean, they're you basically sitcoms. They're just not always like as focused. Oh, comedy on humor, is what you yeah, say for slice of life. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, okay. usually, yeah, yeah they're kind of going on. Except for like the Iyashi K, some titles are really just very like soothing and yeah. not necessarily funny enough that I would even say that they should be a comedy because they yeah. have like a joke in them. It's kind of a, a weird space. Um, also, does Bochi really count as Slice of Life? I would think it's a comedy and not Slice of Life. I think it's in both, which again is the the yeah it is it's in both but yeah uh, I'm, I'm even wondering like how do you define a slice of life because bochi has a whole lot going on and yeah i would like, i would put bochi in either comedy or may possibly even drama because of all the emotional stuff going on in it but yeah the genre categories are kind of a mess um there needs to be uh, and i feel like if a title qualifies for both then there needs to be an either or situation from like upper admin or something i like, agree like, yeah also and i'm also not a fan of the, the like only if you're gonna have joke categories then like have some joke categories but they have the must protect at all costs character 
Yeah, um, that's that's just their term for like the Moe character, right? Yeah, like the, yeah, it must be. Yeah. yeah. You're saying we're like one step towards the game awards, is all I'm saying. It's like we're 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 in the realm of like having, you know, uh is this really about the fans or is this about like pleasing who their licensors and stuff like that? They've got Megan the Stallion presenting. Dude, I wish yeah, Megan the Stallion was hosting cool. though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I honestly, that would, I mean, we'll all be happy to see her at all. And I think that the presenters all look really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I just was like a little bit sad that, you know, the one great thing about anime is there's so much. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, you know, here's, here's the opportunity for some of those like weird ones to like, you know, get their time and in the limelight, I guess you could say. And so I'm just a little sad to see that. Also, I thought Mob Psycho was really good and only got nominated for three things. I actually felt like the third season wasn't as great as the previous two. Really? I mean, it wasn't as good as the previous yeah. two, but it was like the finale. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I haven't I even watched it yet. I feel like that's one that I just... I consider Honestly, I the first it was seasons. just to finish it, but yeah. I just thought it was like a nice button up on the whole thing yeah it was definitely much better in the first and second but yeah. i guess i'm just surprised it only has three um yeah. and i agree with you on hell's, hell's paradise i watched one episode of that and i was like this is this is one of that those anime that they're just trying to push so hard on people you know because it's like shown in and like you know and it's mappa again it's another mappa yeah i didn't well. i didn't get into it maybe yeah. maybe it ended up being really great though because you know, it got six. So yeah, but yeah, Vinland Saga. Right. I hope wins a lot, though. Yeah, I, I hope. Yeah, I hope Vinland. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I finished that before the awards, so that I can properly root for it. You know, um, I hope right. it wins I'm anime of the year right now because I haven't seen Bochi though, and I know I yeah. really love Bochi. I thought Bochi Noko was a great season one, but like I feel like it's prepping for like even uh, an amazing better. season two yeah yeah, yeah hopefully right we can only hope well, um, it is getting a second season but i just don't know that there's uh, i think it's this year but i'm not sure what yeah and when. i don't read the manga so i don't know what's around the corner yeah. but like it just was you know that the, we're waiting for the protagonist to to find like out who did all this stuff to his mother you know some, what i mean and so we're, some we sort of conspiracy going on and we just need him to make some make some uh progress yeah, it's like exactly. making walking like walking okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So now for something completely different, we're gonna look at the food that's been featured so far from Delicious and Dungeon. For those of Yummy. you who have, haven't watched it, um, it's airing on Netflix. It's a simul release, so they're not dropping it all at once. It's it's airing weekly, um, and they've got four episodes up so far. So this time around, we have uh, more food than usual compared to what we'll have next um next time and i'll try my best to uh relay what the ingredients are in each one of these as i remember them because that's what makes it interesting so uh starting with the first meal made in the show this is a hot pot specifically a huge scorpion and walking mushroom hot pot uh the red that you see here is from the scorpion, which they sliced up, uh, similar to maybe how you would a lobster. That looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, and then the mushrooms like here are feet. These are the feet of the little running uh, mushroom monster. That's so right. yes, it, mushroom feet. Let's go. I don't know if this here is is slime because they also basically turn slime into an equivalent of tofu at one point in this episode. So I'm hungry. I yeah. want to eat more. Yeah, that looks amazing. 
I would I would eat this. I'm not particularly Absolutely. grossed out by scorpions, even though they are just desert spiders. So I, I mean, I've always I've always imagined that um, that like all kind of crustaceany type bug things probably taste fairly similar when you get right down to it, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, if it's anything like lobster, then I'm down. I'm I'm down with lobster. I probably I wouldn't be able to like prepare this myself. Lobster is one of those sort of things where it does look like a giant insect. So I just I just don't want to see the prep part of it. But if you give me lobster like cooked lobster meat, I'm good. I can eat it. I have I just, a really oh, good story about lobster. When I was a kid, my dad bought them like alive from the store, uh -huh. and then he put it in the pot and it jumped out. <gasps> oh no. I, uh, and that's I why you have to let it go. It earned its freedom, right? <laughs> and it was a lot. No, that's but it was, it, you know, it, the water's boiling, right? So then it was just like already, it was just like dying on the floor in front of my Oh, daughter. no. Yeah. Jesus. I was watching. It was bad. And then my dad was like, ho, ho, rule number one, always make sure you put the top on. And my brother and I were like. Traumatized. <laughs> yeah, he like was not phased. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Even now, I'm like sweating just thinking of it. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Yeah. James, did you have anything to add about uh, your desire to eat this huge scorpion and walking mushroom hot pot? Uh, I was just going to say, one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Anti Chef, he does, um, um, oh, what's her name? French French cooking lady. Uh, oh, um, um, Joan. I'm going to. You know who I'm talking about. The famous um, one. Yeah, yeah. Art of French cooking. Um, yeah. And uh, he did um, a, a lobster recipe where he also got the lobster live. And I guess the way that you're supposed to to kill them is like just a knife straight down, yeah. like, and then you just chop them in the middle. And mm -hmm. it was um, horrifying. And so I agree that really I would not, yes. I would need to leave the room whenever my dungeon homies, Julia Child, thank you. <laughs> it was like Joan dungeon... Crawford. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, um, I did not know you were talking about Julia Childs. I thought you said Twitch streamer. So oh, like, he was Twitch the Twitch streamer, streamer but the Twitch streamer was cooking it Julia Child style the French Oh okay okay cuz I was like yeah. he sounds like he's talking about Julia Child but Julia Child is definitely Yeah not no a he, Twitch he, he his whole bit is that he does Julia Child recipes okay. Um, okay, as like an amateur great. cook and yeah um yeah that's one area where I'm more than happy to just get a couple lobster tails from the yeah. section Yeah All right next this one was uh also, I think in the first episode, this is the man eating plant tart. Okay. So this kind of looks like a quiche, right? Yeah. It's um, vegan, and I'm loving it. Is it vegan oh, actually, if the plant vegan? eats humans? <laughs> I, thought, I, was just <laughs> I was like, it's a plant tart. That sounds great. And then I was like, wait, but then it digested humans. Yeah, and they show it like spit out a corpse. We might not. We might pass on this one. Okay, because that was the main is issue for I the pass. Girl, like, Look, I mean, if it ate a person, that's its business. Uh, uh, you know, that's fine. That's circle of life. Is it like inadvertent cannibal cannibalism the same way like that's what I was thinking. Okay. So no, no, someone, no. We're all kissing. just we're all just carbon molecules floating around trying to get by. So <laughs> Like if it ain't someone I knew, I probably would have an issue with that. But you said probably, like that wasn't actually completely I mean, some, a no. There's some people I know were, you know, like we're gonna change James's <laughs> title to Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, I think how for me, I guess it may. I don't know. That might be a little bit of a, a little bit of a. How recently did he eat a person? 
I guess for me. <laughs> I need to know how recently it devoured a human. Like if it's just from the species, but maybe it's never eaten anybody yet, then then I'm cool with that. But if it like ate someone yesterday. Lindsay, you know. that is not a virgin man-eating plant. That plant ate people. You know that. Okay, but Lindsay, is there a difference between that and like, if if like, if a, if a guy dies and okay. then he gets buried, uh -huh. and then on top of that land there's like a garden of like vegetables. Okay. Would you be willing to eat those vegetables? Yeah. Okay. That's really rude of you to bring that up specifically. Cause that is actually the situation that I've expressed wanting to, uh, how I want to go is like being buried in something uh, biodegradable coffin and things like that. And planting a tree on top of me. Think so. of the mushrooms that you could end up <laughs> contributing to the world. Oh my God, Lindsay, I'm a little low key disturbed because really there'll be like, is it going to be an apple tree? Is it going to be like Lindsay apples? Yeah, I mean, it could be an apple tree. I'm not as particular on oh, that. I just like, I don't just, know how I feel listen, about that. Listen, what immortality is your, um, your cells being broken down and, and giving life to something new. So for me, spiritually, that feels like making sure that I rejoin the earth and then continue to live on well, that's through what these man-eating plants flowers, like. they just then, the flowers. it could be a it could be an oak tree okay would you feel better if there's no fruit you just said lindsay apple pie i'm so disturbed right now oh man you know next. i'll leave that part up to my husband all right next this is roast basilisk so for those oh, who yeah. aren't familiar with what a basilisk is it is a giant chicken with a snake coming off Okay, so technically the snake is the front and the chicken is the back, but it's got like a, a snake coming off one end and a chicken on the other end. And percent eating this, no questions, no doubts. Yeah, it. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a chicken. Can you imagine if part. it was like, if it was like chicken flavor, but it had kind of the tender, like snake flesh texture? Yeah, from like the the fried snake that I've had from like the the Cajun snake places. Snake tastes good. I've had like yeah. snake jerkings and like. Uh, well, we had some eel, and some of it wasn't very yummy in Japan. But most, yeah. I like eel usually. Yeah, so. I like eel. You had bad eel. That's the saddest thing. I've well, ever it wasn't. It was. It was not just the usual fleshy part of an eel that you eat. It was like they they cooked and per made purpose of all of its parts, and so oh, okay. some eel organs slash parts aren't as tasty as the fleshy bits. Oh, so. I was gonna, I mean, unagi is my favorite sushi. So the Mine fleshy too. bits I could eat all day, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally eat this uh eat this basilisk, no problem. Um I don't recall if in the anime it also had the like can turn people to stone feature, but that's supposed to be like another part of basilisks. As okay. long as that's not like I mean I okay, I guess addendum. If there's a risk that eating this turns me to stone. Oh, it has to be alive and look at you, you'll be fine. Okay, that's all. That's yeah. All right, so this is a mandrake and basilisk omelet. That so, looks amazing. So it's yeah. got like, um, I don't remember. As, good. I'm not sure if it has the snake bits or the chicken bits in it, but mandrake is the is the plant. Most people probably know this from Harry Potter. You pull it out of the ground, it screams, and then it can kill you. Well, okay, okay. Actually, oh. one second. I need to, are mandrakes, because I, I, my biggest thing in any in any of these shows where you're like eating the monsters. I had the same issue with the campfire cooking. Okay. The minute we get into humanoid things. Okay. Like not like, you know, not eating a human, but like things that look like a little person. Mandrakes do kind of their roots 
look like a person. That's their now, whole thing. Is they've got little root arms and little root legs yeah. and a weird little face. Now, and that's what I can't remember. Is it in Were the universe alive? of Dungeon Was the Mandrake Meshi, alive? Is the Mandrake a little person thing, or is yeah. it just shaped like a person? Exactly. Yes. It's shaped like a person, and they can scream. What? A lot that's of the whole thing with mandrakes is if you pull them out, that's they fine. scream, and then it messes you up. That's their defense mechanism. So they're they alive. They're like a little person. Well, I don't oh. know that they like have human intelligence, but they do yeah, have a defense mechanism. I draw the line at anything that can wear like clothes or wield a weapon. So, like, I don't think you can wield a weapon, and it's only going to wear clothes if you put them on it. They don't. They ate a bunch of clothing. orcs, and they they had like loincloths and clubs, and I was like, "That's too far, man. That's that's not okay. That's <laughs> that's also, a crime." I also want to point out that like there have been suggestions that vegetables even can sense when you're going to cut them up. Oh my god, you're gonna. I mean, what am I gonna eat, Lindsay? I don't know. I don't know. That's you got to deal with that. That's you know you got to make that call for yourself. But as far as like, oh, man, you know, um, but yeah, I don't think the man mandrakes can like run away in this sense or anything like that. Like they are fully a plant. They just scream and kind of look like people. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, so this is fried. Um, and it's got big bat tempura. So they also have giant bats in this that episode. Looks, looks much like a, you know, typical bat, only it's really big. People, that I think, already good. eat I don't bats. know if I can do bat. You don't know if you can do bat? I don't know. There's just... They're cute? They're they're like little flying cats. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're like little flying cats, but I don't know. something about bats that I just don't know. But these are giant bats that probably have, like, big meat you know big like leathery wings a little bat yeah i'm like ooh, that's like kind of sad and that's maybe it's the way they seem like they would be gross yeah a little bat no but if it's like a big you know fat bat monster bat they're monsters it's this big bat i would at least i would at least try it i, I would try yeah. it once shout and out I, in the chat if you've ever eaten bat are yeah. are they as gross to eat as they i Is imagine like that they're like I I don't know why, but I assume that they're kind of like greasy. Yeah, I don't. Right, I don't like know. they seem like I don't know. Yeah, they don't look appetizing. Yeah, if it was a big bat, mm. I'd try. Yeah. All right, so this is dwarf style living armor stir fry. So if you haven't seen this episode, it's very weird. If you've played video games, you've probably encountered like a living armor type enemy at some point, you know, where it seems like it's a ghost armor that attacks you or something like that. So in the episode, they look very much like that. But what they find out is what's actually manipulating the armor is not like magic or a curse or anything. It's a bunch of mollusk-like creatures, which you see in the picture here, that have that are living inside the armor and they just kind of contract and whatnot to make it move. So that then they think delicious. <laughs> Did not Boy, expect that. I mean, this looks really good to me. I don't have any problem eating shellfish. This is essentially shellfish. It's like mussels, right? Mussels yeah, 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 yeah. Oysters, I would eat things like that. The only thing, and they bring this up in the show, is that because it's been living in metal armor, they kind of have like a metallic. Oh, because no. then that doesn't that yeah, just sort of taste like good. blood? You know? Yeah. Oh God, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. No metal. To, 
Yeah, you have to heavily you, flavor that out. Have you ever gotten like a piece of like tin stuck? Not tin. Yeah, or aluminum like, foil. Yeah, it's like that metal is, that's like been hanging out in a nasty ass dungeon for a yeah. hundred years. So it'd be like going to a parking lot and like licking some someone's Hyundai Sonata, just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like licking the, the side of pipe, their, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Also, I'm not gonna lie, and it's more in the next one than than this one. I don't, I don't like the look of these things. There's too many. There's too many extra bits. Are you talking look, about how they kind of have little tentacles coming out? Yeah, they look Cthulhu-esque, and I'm not okay. about that. Yeah. Like, I hate, like, this is actually, I find this revolting. Okay. Like, I, I hate this. This is awful. <laughs> this I is mean, it looks it's just I'm like, gross, I'm not going to lie. It does look like oysters, though, right? Like, have you ever had just yeah, at a restaurant? Yeah, oysters don't have legs. Like, like oysters from the right. abyss. <laughs> Yeah, this do not look right. This is kind of creeping me out too. Like I, so I'm gonna. So I think I might be the only one who would eat these. And... They they look like weird pregnant oysters. They have like prego belly. Like not like I can't. Okay. okay, okay. I'll take it off the screen. This is again the same thing, only it's in the helmet, and so they put the helmet over a steam. You know, they're steaming it over a pot here. So, mm -hmm. but it would probably you'd still probably have to scoop it out and eat it. What happened like to the guy was, inside? There was never a man. Yeah, he's, he's a little, a little, a little squiddy thing. Yeah, there's no, there's no humans in in these armor. They're just completely controlled by these mollusk creatures. Oh wow! Gosh, yeah. that sucks for them. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. Uh, Quantify points out in the chat that mollusks, mollusks, mollusks have feet. We just sort of ignore it. Absolutely, so, we do, and I'm happy to. It's just, they have like one. I know. Finger. I did not know they had feet. It's just like one, and they just yeah. sort of push themselves along. And I hated fun. whenever I, when I lived in Washington, I hated finding gooey ducks too because I don't. Oh, like gooey ducks are I gross. Hate little tongues. They they kind of look like dicks. I'm just gonna yeah, say. They do. Oh my yeah. god, Lindsay. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Jackie, Look, Google you gooey duck and tell me you what you know. think it looks like. Like, I'm not even. I'm not going to Google it. I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I'm all just right. like, Lindsay's just like, not, not hiding it at all. She's just like, they look like. They do. There's no way around it. Um. So I, so I think with, uh, with that, we were, most of us, or me, I think I gave everything a, I would try it sort of status. And there were a couple on the mollusks were more questionable, right? And then the mandrakes were kind of a maybe. Because I'm, I'm in for the mandrake okay. as long as it's not like alive. Yeah. Like, because if it's alive and person shaped, then it gets into like eating monkey territory. And I'm not about that. Yeah, I can eat them. But yeah, if it just screams like a Venus flytrap opens its mouth, like whatever, that's fine. Yeah. See, the only one I had a problem with was the man eating plant. Because like, I feel like if it's eaten people recently, like that's like kind of like not great. But I think yeah. the giant bat ate people recently too. Gosh, if you d dive deep enough, you could probably. Yeah, I think I'll, probably a lot of the monsters in this dungeon aren't uh, opposed to eating humans. So yeah. that's just something you're going to have to deal with. Um, okay. All right. So let's talk about Mario Kata's newest film, Maburoshi. It is weird, you guys. This is weird a very, <laughs> very so strange weird. film. I'm going to attempt to do the plot synopsis um quickly and as succinct as i can given how strange it is all right at some point in the 1990s a iron factory blew up in mifune uh i don't think it's a prefecture it's just a town 
Um, are we doing spoilers, by the way? Are we are we going spoilers? There will be spoilers at this point, you guys. So if you don't want to know anything about this weird movie, it's better if you don't know much about it going in. You know, this is your official warning. So, um, yeah, the, the factory blows up. Um, it causes some sort of temporal rift that separates this entire town from the rest of reality. And everyone living there quits aging. Um, they never age. They don't get any older. Their bodies don't grow. They're not deteriorating in any way. And it's constant winter. So the seasons also don't change. Um, they're just sort of stuck in this one particular moment. And the uh, they refer to them as the grown-ups, even though technically everyone in the town is like almost 40 years old. Because if you compare the 90s time period and then the glimpses we see of like the current reality it's been like over 30 years. So um, they've been living in that state for, for decades. And um, they've been told to not change at all, to basically like stagnate all their personal growth um, and their day-to-day living. Don't build like new complicated relationships or new like emotional development at all. Because if we ever manage to merge back with the correct time period, it could screw it up. So Everyone's like in this personal like stasis, and it's really weird. They haven't gone to school, and instead of doing their graduation reports, it's like a check-in report so so that the adults can make sure that they haven't changed their future goals. Like they're not allowed to change their mind. It's but they're just stuck as kids, even though they're like technically well, they're like thirty now. Yeah, yeah, they're like in their thirties. Yeah, yeah. So like, um. Gosh, there was so much. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Um, first, like, you know, I get anime wants to be creative, but like sometimes I think we get like, there's just like, I got to be so unique and I have to come up with this like idea that's so over the top. And like, it's just like, I felt like it did. It just went, it went way too far. It just like went way, way too far. Is you it know? because like, of the incest, Jackie? You can just say that that's Was why. there incest? What was the incest? Kind Kind of. Okay. Metaphor. Daughter. Kind of. Maybe. I didn't even think about that. Well, we didn't know that at that point. I, that doesn't make yeah, it right. Yeah, we didn't like, really know until like, I was the like, last third. Oh, gosh. If yeah. it's good enough for Robert Zemeckis, then it's good enough for Mario Kato. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, it was so much was going on. And I felt like it was doing like a lot of things to be edgy. And I was just like, this is annoying me. Um, and I was just trying to keep up the whole time. I felt like I was very, very confused and was just trying to make sense of it the entire time. That's how I felt as an audience person. Yeah. And it wasn't like, you know, when you watch something, you're like, oh, I want to know what the answer is. It was like, I want to know what the answer is because I am so confused. Like, it yeah. wasn't like a, I was like, oh, this is very compelling and I want to see the resolution. I was just like so lost. Um, also, like, what happened to the the little chubby girl? And I felt like so bad for her. She's and like, like dead. Her ghost got moved on a fight. And they're so are they all ghosts? And so no. they are technically well. I mean, they're, they're, so, like, they're like out of time. But what happens kind of. when they when the girl goes back in the train? So the girl. So that part of it. The, the girl, um, they call her Itsuki throughout the film, and we find out that she's technically the daughter of two of the characters, and that she was with her parents, and 
um, got on this train that they have at the Oban festival um, in the time that she was at. And she just got on it and it started going through the tunnel because I think it does like a loop, you know, just sort of like a little a little tour um, as part of the Oban festival. But it went through the tunnel at the same time that the factory blew up. And so it created this kind of weird time rift. So she's not, she's from the future essentially and has been stuck in this, this uh, past. And the climax of the film is, is them deciding we want to put our daughter and get her back to us in the future so she can be with her parents and grow and not be stuck like we are. And so that's what happened when they finally got her on the train and it went through is that she returned to, um, future time and it's implied she met back up with her parents she developed she normally kid too right um i don't think she turned back into a little kid because time has passed in the future too like okay, her parents so have been grieving her for like, like a baby crying i thought that when it was showing her crying that she was getting younger but okay so she's oh, no i know she just sounds like a baby That's yeah, just, yeah okay. she's got this weird disconnect because she's from the future so her body has been aging unlike everybody else but they've kept her emotionally stunted intentionally by like closing her off from the village so she has still like the mentality of a five-year-old even yeah, though it's so sad age so when they get her back into the future i think she's probably still you know um probably developmentally behind when she gets there but they do a flash forward and they show you her as a young adult and she seems well adjusted and she's speaking complete sentences and she's li living independently and everything so you know that she's okay and then she goes it. back to the plant, but like, does she remember all of them and everything then? Like she remembers like yeah. the ghost. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It was just like, it was like so much going on. It, it was, was very strange. It was very yeah. strange. Um, I, I think I was able to follow it well enough. Um, and I did like appreciate the emotional beats in it quite a bit. Um, you know, I liked I like how Mario Kata, who's the director and writer of this film, she does, um, I think she does teenage sexuality really well as far as like being very like honest about it without it necessarily seeming like too anime leery or creepy. Mm -hmm. It just seems more grounded. Mm -hmm. um, I think she has a good understanding of kind of like what that adolescence period is like for a lot of teenagers, uh, more so than we typically see in anime. Uh, I do yeah. recommend Jackie. It was, like, I awkward, oh. but like not like over the top i agree with you with yeah scenes. there's there's nice. the tension like, is there and it feels yeah. very real but it never at any chemistry point, between the characters. and the chemistry is there but it never feels um like salacious like they're trying to turn the audience on while you're yeah. watching it so yeah um True. yeah so i like how um i really like how she does that and what i was gonna say jackie I uh, she did a manga series she wrote a manga series called oh maidens in their savage season which is about girls in a literature club in early high school kind of having their their own you know puberty sexual awakening sort of thing and it's very uh again very grounded and realistic and it's an anime series i really recommend it mm. you should watch it because we don't usually get that you What's know it called maidens oh, oh someone just wrote that in yeah. their savage season yeah, yeah. um so Okay, like I did, those parts were, okay, so tell me if I'm wrong here, but it's like, okay. it's very hard to do a movie now. And I also think what worked against this movie was like, I did like those moments between these characters. I even really liked the scene um, 
it was like a side character couple, but they like met in the hallway and she's like, listen, I don't have fear anymore. Do you like me or do you not? And I thought it was yeah. really cute. And then they all laughed at them. Yeah. Um, so I did really like those scenes. Um, I also really liked the scene where she was telling, when she's saying bye to her mom and she's like, I hate you. I hate you. And I was yeah. like, like about but you know what she really meant the yeah, whole time. Exactly. Yeah. So there was like moments that were really good, but it was like, I just wish that it was like, flushed out more in a series i think mm. it was just like too much to take in for one movie and maybe it could have been like it kind of gave me like heavenly delusion vibes i know that they're like completely separate but it was just like so weird and off the, the wall yeah but i just was like it was just like too much for two hours you know and i was just like i don't know maybe it would have been better as a series and there are like magical elements that aren't really explained i think maybe because you're not supposed to focus on them as much like we don't know exactly what happened in the plant that caused this to happen we don't really understand the like the smoke wolves. Yeah. yeah so much like we know what they're doing but what they truly are isn't really you know explained to the fullest um what i found most interesting beyond just the the teenage relationships was uh the village's relationship to uh the priest the really yeah. weird guy. Mm -hmm. That yeah. guy was terrible. Yeah. That, that was Mage, sad. Uh, dad. <laughs> yeah, his, her stepdad or adoptive father. Like, yeah. he wasn't, yeah. yeah um, that was brutal. Um, That was interesting, though. It's like, human beings are so, like, um, that would be an incredibly scary situation. And it's like, who comes forward and, like, leads the way in those situations like holds so much power and it's like they really don't know shit either and i yeah. think that was what was like kind of interesting about all that because it was like i think the uncle was was like even said that on the nose like hey we were so scared that like we didn't know what was going on but like you were clearly uh, like out of your mind now my yeah. so sorry like there was so much going on i missed some stuff what happened to his dad so he lives with his okay. his, his dad mom. got his dad got smoke wolfed. Yeah, dad got so so he was oh okay so those smoke wolves are all people who got so well, how did he get no, no, no. That, he was the, he was one of the first people to get eaten. So how yeah. how do you get eaten? Well, it's like again it's because another the thing that got eaten right, and it what it appears to be um, is that and this is why they were telling the kids not to change at all is that if oh. someone suddenly decided they wanted to leave and they they like made a major like emotional change that um like disrupted them internally emotionally too much then these sky wolves would just come out and basically cause them to to pa pass on so to speak because they were already again separated from reality so it's sort of like they just whooshed out of yeah. existence and we He's saw that lead up with the with his dad as well his dad's laying on his bed talking to him about how he doesn't want to run away from his life anymore that he like ran away to this town and it was his the mom that actually followed him there and how he doesn't go to work and all these other sorts of things and then they find the journal and find out like that he was uh kind of disturbed about what they were doing to itsuki that they were mm -hmm. isolating her and treating her poorly and all of these sorts of things to keep her emotionally stunted so because when she gets very emotional it makes the wolves come out. So they were basically oh, like isolating her too to try and stave that off. Um, I think she's real. 
it's like yeah like, yeah like, oh, i get oh, it like yeah yeah because i was like where what happened to the dad okay so like that sucks i like the yeah. chubby girl i was like kind of sad for her I yeah like, yeah i was too yeah she finally like confessed her when, feelings when she wrote the 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 little love thing on the the, the love like, oh, oh no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> i mean like because like you know it's happened like people have been humiliated like that you like come you say you're like like someone and then it's like oh i felt so bad for her also like the girl was kind of a bitch in the beginning am i wrong like i felt yeah. very unlikable like i was like am i missing something here because like at the end like yes that's wonderful she like made sure to give her daughter a proper send off and everything mind you like her mom died right before this whole thing went down yeah. like you know i understand like sympathizing with her but i was just like you're not really nice to anybody like kind of bullying the chubby girl kind of not nice to the protagonist guy yeah. not really great to the daughter like mm -hmm. i don't know i was just kind of like hey. she had like really emotionally closed herself off and that might have been somewhat at like the behest of the priest guy because i mean he was he didn't really yeah, she was basically oh. orphaned at that point yeah. too but yeah, also i think she seemed to have maybe given up on hope before the rest of them had because again they've been doing the same thing for like 30 years and she yeah, just seems like the first person who was like none of this matters anymore and i don't care about oh, anyone or anything you mean the pregnant woman i that's what no that's terrifying i literally well, was like when they were like she hasn't had her baby for years i was like bro that person <laughs> is suffering the most like yeah. i don't care what anyone else in that town has to say like yeah James, you wanted like, to add something? Well, yeah. I was just saying, there's also the fact that, you know, she even, um, she talks about how she kind of had to push people away and and shut herself down because if she acknowledged who she was as far as being um, Itsuki's mother, then that would make her, she would never be able to forgive herself, right? So, like, yeah. she doesn't want to get close to... Okay. Um, um, Anybody. Oh, what's his name? Not, not um, Masamune. Masamune, thank you, no, Natsume. Um, because again, if she gets close to him and they fall in love, that just confirms the fact that she's been like complicit in doing this horrible thing to her daughter. Um, yeah. I thought it was a really interesting character arc because it, uh, I don't know, it like you said, it, it's um, it treats their emotions with a lot of com complexity and nuance. Yeah, and um, even when it's really messy, which I thought was really cool. I also um, just when the film itself finished, I was left with a feeling of melancholy that stuck mm -hmm. with me for like an hour. I just felt yeah. sad. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I guess people going into it, like, keep that in mind. Like, if this emotionally hits you in any kind of way. What happened um, at the end? Like the, the, the copy people. I mean, presumably they're eventually their little reality bubble is going to fall apart and they're all going to disappear but, but she they, jumps she, off the train right back to yeah, she said she's going to spend that remaining time with masamune regardless oh but of, they're going to be gone when that girl and because we don't see them later when we don't see them later but they didn't immediately disappear when she left like mm -hmm. like uh, the sky actually went back to normal and so they were just like yeah. we don't know how long this will last but because if she had stayed on the train with iski um she would have disappeared faded. once they went through yeah she would have faded completely but she jumps off and so they have some remaining time together some of that is because of what the uncle did in the factory as well which again we don't understand really the mechanics of that but it it bought them to, like 
time in their little oh yeah because i remember he was like i'm going out my i don't remember he just didn't by the way i love how like the uncle is gonna confess his love to the mom and she's yeah. like no nah. <laughs> i'm going out being a good mom can't say the same uh for the miyazaki boy and the heron ants that's all i'm gonna say about that but, <laughs> i was like that was kind of cool of her i was like Okay. Yeah. Like then, he, then he was like, no, actually, I'm going to give you more time so that we can, oh, we can be God. together. Yeah, I guess you're right. And then they yeah. probably end up together. But it's yeah. Fine. Wait, yeah. what's wrong with the what's wrong with the boy in the heron aunt? What did she do? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't think anything could possess me to date my sisters like anything ever. I don't care what the situation is. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. For me, that oh, like okay. would be very Weird. like... I can't even fathom it. I mean, you have to get, you have to mentally get over the hurdle that that guy literally slept with your sister because there's there's a kid. And I then, can't like I see even talking about it right now. I'm yeah, like, I don't have a sister, but Jackie does, so I assume that this is yeah. Mind you, this is a very their situation, this copy world, right? Because they're like can't leave the town and they're all around each other all the time for 30 years like okay maybe like some i was surprised they're not all sick of each other like i don't know you know what let people be you know do you even the aunt from the boy and the heron you know she just got through a really rough time too she lost her sister and they just go through a war so you know what it's fine everyone's just doing their best so i take it back yeah (laughs) Um, I'm going to drop a couple pieces of trivia before we move on to solo leveling. um, On this movie we just watched? Yeah, the movie we just watched. I went deep I don't even remember its name. It's called Maburoshi, which means illusion in Japanese. That's how it's being localized on Netflix. The actual uh, Japanese title is much longer and translates to Alice and Teresa's Illusion Factory, which should seem weird because there's no character named Alice and there's no character named Therese in this film. And uh, I was talking to uh, one of our reviewers, Richard Eisenbeis, and he pointed out how there's Alice in Wonderland elements in the film. That's what I thought, yeah. If you think of Itsuki as Alice in this case, and that it's just more perspective from the Wonderland characters, right? But I'm like, what about Therese, though? Where does Therese come from? Like, Googled Wikipedia, it was like, literary characters named Therese, and like, wasn't really getting anything that matched. It's a pun in Japanese. So... If you write out um, Arisu to Therese, uh, that could mean Alice and Therese, but if you write it uh, with a different character for To, it translates to Aristotle. So, as in the, you know, the philosopher Aristotle. So then I was like, okay, cool. So then I googled Aristotle illusion, and there's a very commonly, uh, I don't know commonly known, but there's a an illusion that Aristotle first talked about 500 BC, where if you cross your fingers, your index finger over your middle finger, and you touch the tip of your nose, so both sides are touching it, it'll feel like you have two nose tips, even though there's only one. You have to you have to make it so the sides of each finger are touching. Mine don't. Oh. How does yours do that? Mine okay. doesn't Sorry, do that. I'm very I have flexibility. Are you joking no. me? No. I've got weird gnarly hands. So anyway, oh, if you like can this, like this, yes, yes, like that. What what is it? <laughs> it's supposed to make it feel like you have two n- nose tips. It should feel weird, and the reason for that is oh, it it's gotta be the like tip that. of your nose, not the it bridge. It does Jackie. feel like that. Yeah, I got the re- fingers. I can't. Why? Mm-hmm. The reason is because is normally those two fingers, if 
you're touching the outsides of these two fingers on the same object. Normally these two would never touch like the same thing in between them because they're on the outside and your brain isn't wired to be able to, uh, it's not used to that. It's like, it's not Oh my normal. God, my brain is tripped. Yeah, it, it's basically causing you to short weird. circuit. Uh, so the whole idea of Aristotle's illusion is you per um, perceiving two things when really there's only one. Hey. Like there's two versions of them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so, deep. I'm sorry, this this creator like really Mario. deep. Really yeah. digging it deep. Like it's like I like stuff like this because it's um, you know, you, you just go down rabbit holes just like this rabbit hole here. But um it just at times I was just kind of like, this is even like too much for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was like, this is wild. Like Akira, for example. That goes off the rails, and that yeah. really makes you think. But it's like it still kind of got like, and I guess there was, but it was just so off for me at times. Like I was like having trouble following. You Sorry, know? I can't like stop doing it. I know <laughs> after you did it, I was like, I'm gonna literally just sit here like this, so I'm gonna stop. Also, I don't know if you guys saw Nick's inappropriate comment, but I just I don't know if you want to put it up, but you guys should at least read it. You're talking about I'm gonna become my late brother's tunnel buddy. Yeah, just spelunking with your bro. That's spelunking james all right we're, we're switching to solo leveling before we run out of time but um oh, yeah. just yeah that, that movie gets a it gets a a strong b plus from me i think uh it's got great animation throughout as well it won a, an award uh, the mighty award for best animation uh this year too so um just plumbing the depths okay so solo leveling this is the latest episode of Soul Leveling. Jinwoo wakes up after being sacrificed, more what looks like a oh sacrifice in that dungeon, right? He's a-okay. He's got all of his body parts. He's um, more or less in, in good condition, and except for now, he has a game stat screen. And I so don't know yeah, if, explain this to me. He's in a video game now. Like I'm so confused. I don't know. And no, they're, they're, he's just well, like, maybe I guess, but but yeah. then how did his limbs and everything come back? Like. I don't know. Magic. I think no. this is still something that they're kind of like breadcrumbing out over the episodes. I don't think we're supposed to know yet. Okay, because um, I was like, I'm so lost right now. Yeah. Um, all we know is that ever like since he did that, he can see stat screens. No one else can see them. And it gives him like daily quests to work out. Um, if he doesn't do it, he gets a punishment game, like having to run away from a giant centipede for four hours. Um, this is then... the type of motivation I need to work out. If someone was like, hey, a giant centipede's going <laughs> to chase you, do a hundred sit-ups, I'd be like, damn, all right. So, like, that's totally fair because Jackie, like, I, as soon as the stat screen showed up, I was like, no, because that's such an <laughs> easy high thing for them to, like, get a stat screen or, or whatever, but... Then when it was like, here's your daily quest for the day, I was like, you know, that would probably work on me, though. That would so... Well, if they like were like, you'll be punished, he will never not do the training again. Right. I'm happy he lived. We knew he wouldn't die, but I was yeah. just like, dang. I don't know, this and, episode was kind of boring to me, which yeah. it was such a coming off the high of that, like, smiley face and, like, the puzzle and the slaughter. Like, um, you know, some people compared this to like goblin slayer remember but like i did think that like 
the whole puzzle aspect and like it really made you feel like even though it was such a short period of time I felt like a little bit connected to those people like who were dying you know and so I I really liked the second episode I thought it was super strong but this one it just made me be like okay like I don't know it just was like such a pace that's interesting because James and I were talking beforehand and James you said you actually enjoyed this episode quite a bit right yeah I think this is my favorite episode so far actually what um yeah uh, I really liked Why? it because uh, I actually started to care about the character and I thought the story was oh. actually kind of interesting, which I didn't really think in the first two episodes very much at all. Um, See, but in, in this yeah, one, sorry, sorry the fact that, oh, what? Go ahead. <laughs> I kept trying to say, I'm sorry. Don't, I, I will be quiet. I'm muting myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, for me, the fact that like I actually was more interested in the story when the RPG stat screen came up is a minor miracle. Yeah. And it's all related to what you just brought up, Lindsay. The fact that like it's not that he gets a stat screen and immediately becomes, you know, monster killing Jesus or whatever. He actually has to work. There are yeah. like consequences. Like if he doesn't do his quests, then he has to um, you know, escape the crazy monster death trap. And all of these things are like to the purpose of leveling up and getting stronger. So while I still wish that we could find some visual language to communicate this that is more interesting than just a literal freaking video game menu, because yeah. I, I genuinely hate that as a concept. Um, the fact well, that- I'm a little creature. Hello, I'm from the other land and you must work out today. That's Kirby, by the way. Oh, oh. Is like, why does it have to be a? I didn't. Who's she talking to? What? No, I was saying like he was saying that he wishes it wasn't a screen, and I was like, yeah, oh. we to give him a little companion. Who's oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. That would have been cool, James. Actually, I would have loved that if he had a yeah. little companion, a little mascot character or something. Yeah. I will say my my biggest gripe with the show so far is that I don't. I, I, I kind of like um, the main character, Jinwoo, right? That's his name? Yeah. So I like Jinwoo because he actually has to work for things. And the and show it's actually... grounded again, yeah. too. Like, it's not like, uh, you know, go slay 500 slimes. It's like, yeah. all right, you got to do the one punch man routine. 100 mm -hmm. sit-ups, 100 push-ups, 100K, 100 pull-ups. Well, and like, um, he also, the show actually managed to answer some of the questions I had last time mm -hmm. about why in the hell he would even do this job. Yeah. Um, and like it elaborated on his his mother's illness and the fact that uh, working as a, a hunter is actually kind of like a um, it's not just a job you apply for, but you actually have to like be awo awoken to the hunting yeah. calling. Um, and th then there are like benefits that come with the job, even if you suck at it. Right. Because killing the monsters is so important. And so all of that was like world building that I actually thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, the only real issue I have so far is that I don't, um, none of the other characters really seem to be doing anything yet. Yeah. Um, the one girl that we met last time gets a couple of interesting scenes showing like how traumatized she was by the whole um, catastrophe, but then yeah. she doesn't get a whole lot to do beyond that. And then he has like a sister who's there. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see like uh, in that first episode, we saw some of those more flamboyant and uh, charismatic looking like S rank or whatever. And I would like to get more of them involved because um, as much as I actually enjoyed watching Jinwoo get stronger and level up and like find a little bit of that inner courage. Um, I hope he has someone to like 
talk to like a little creature yeah yeah just or, just to start like having characters kind of build a rapport and like bounce off each other a little more would would be nice i agree so um, funny james and i are like so different like i'm like enough with the talking in the backstory i want to see people getting smashed but um <laughs> No, but like, I don't know. I, I do really, I, I agree with you that I can't wait for the S tier people to come in. I think maybe yeah. it was like, again, we're being so, like, okay, everybody. I also want to say this, like Lindsay, James, and I have so much respect for the people who like create this stuff and put it together. Cause it is incredibly hard. I think mm -hmm. like put having it all flow together is very difficult too. you know, like that's a task in its own, like one conceptualizing all this stuff and then having it flow. Right. So it's like the pacing was just a little strange for me that it went to like super fast and then slow. And I was just like wishing that those slow parts could have been kind of like weaved in maybe a little, a little more, like just a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it was like, just like such a halt, you know? And yeah. so like, it would have been cool if like we saw some action with the S tier person or something, but like, you know, in the end, like I'm still, enjoying the anime yeah. um yeah but i do think like james said like i need to see some like of these s tier people like turn up and i, I, know I do that think that the next episode i mean i i doubt that they'll show up just because he's now entered a dungeon solo and it you can see people like they they don't perceive it so he's probably soloing the dungeon he's right be solo leveling he's gonna be yeah. solo leveling in that dungeon right so um I doubt we'll get characters soon, but we should probably get more action again starting next episode because they'll probably have more puzzles and maybe a boss or something to deal with. So, yeah. My question is, is that creepy smile dude like going to come back? Yeah, we don't know where he went. Completely disappeared. No he could be anywhere. He could be hiding behind a skyscraper somewhere. We don't know. Yeah, Straight but I'm like, so out. did they found him and he was like completely cured or like you yeah. know he was like the only survivor right and then um i'm guessing all the people who ran out survived right yeah then, yeah one of them like had lost an arm but they yeah. like showed that they were they said you know, i don't know how many went in but they said six people survived okay yeah. so those people remember how they were those people were running out and they were yeah. like f you you know yeah yeah um yeah so they must have survived too then okay yeah because yeah. i was just kind of like they just the the gods just disappeared. I guess I'm I'm assuming maybe he made some kind of unintentional pact. Like he managed mm -hmm. to live long enough for that timer to run out, even though he's being torn apart, and it unlocked something or gave him some kind of ability or it gave or him that little like scream that. that said like, "Hey, your heart's gonna yeah explode in point two seconds unless you click yes." And he was like, so, all right, I guess. It might have been one of those things. Yeah, like, once he right? finished the ritual, like, the entire place just sort of evaporated, you know? Like, yeah. Because the, the entire dungeon's gone. They went to go look, based on what the survivor said, and, like, the entry to that dungeon isn't even there anymore. You know what I so. did like about this episode? Was, like, those guys were, like, some people you know, they have a second awakening and they like all these uh, like good. abilities are unveiled and they like, he's like, test me. And they're like, oh no, we're wrong by. <laughs> no, you still suck. Later. Right? And again, thank God, right? Because then he actually has to do to all the training a yeah. with an arc that, yeah. You know. I feel like other shows would have had him just have the awakening in that moment, get tested. And now he's like 300 power. And then, you know, oh, look at all these cool, I can now shoot fireballs and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. so I do like that it seems like they're not making it quite that easy for him. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Also, do you guys like, you've seen his glow up, right? No. Here, I have a photo. Oh, I have something to show too. Yeah. This is what he ends up looking like. 
so hot. He ends up looking hot. I know. <laughs> I know. And so I'm like, how? You're like, where is he well, at? We're going to see what happens, I guess. Yeah. Also, Lindsay got... You're going to show up your dagger. Yeah, I'm going to show up. This is going to be our, our closer. So I uh, don't typically do this, but Crunchyroll sent me a courtesy package to, you know, keep me thinking about the show I was already watching. So why not? Um, they sent me a whole box. Um, it's got uh, like the character art all around it, um, which is really cool. The back actually opens, although there's nothing in it now, but it had the first two volumes of the manhwa in there and a non-alcoholic beer. So, like, it kind of opens in there. I don't know. I could store things in it, I guess, now. But the the big thing is that it has Kasaka's Venom Fang, which is a um, dagger that I presume Jinwoo's going to get eventually because he doesn't have it yet. Uh, he gets it in volume two of the manhwa, so hopefully we'll see that. And there's a little magic circle on top and when you turn it wow, wow it's a light box so that was cool. i had no idea what this was going to be um when they said they were going to send something i thought it was a if anything i thought it was going to be like a dungeon map or something like that kind of based around the language that they use but no uh that's it's it's pretty cool so real cool yeah um you know, I, I'm not a huge collector anymore. I just don't have the space for it. I think we can probably all kind of relate to that. So I'll hold on to this for a while. But let's just say if you come to an A&N panel in the future, this might be there for you to win for free. Like, if you ask a good Ooh. question, I'll let you have it. So Jackie's like, I would never. I am I got one, and I was like, I'm keeping mine. It's, like, <laughs> in the background of my stream right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that yeah, we'll see. Cool. Huh? That dagger's cool. It is really cool. I, I mean, I wouldn't be giving it away because it's low quality or anything. It's just, you know, am I a soul-leveling super fan? There's probably someone who likes the show more than me who would appreciate oh, no, it more. Cool. I was like, <laughs> I'm not. Um, yeah. I also love how it lit up. So Yeah. You're all, you're yeah. cool. Very cool. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Hopefully, um, you know, this got you excited about some of the shows that are airing this season. Uh, let us know in the comments who what you think should win anime of the year, whether it's one of the nominees at the Crunchyroll Awards or just what you think maybe was snubbed and should win. Um, and, you know, we'll take a look at those. Maybe we'll talk about them next week. But once again, uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.